Designated spitters live every week live Designated homie cause we spit heat We designated spitters Francis and Pete Yes, talking Yankee baseball, hip hop for the streets uh, yep. We designated, yep. we innovative yep. We designated spitters time that you know world. Yep. We designated, yep. we innovative yep. We designated spitters, let's start the show I really feel like we got to start this episode off almost with a song. Ain't no sunshine when MLB is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no sunshine when they not negotiating. <laughs> nah, man. There's, oh, uh, man. We're going to cover all that, everybody. But by the way, real quick, welcome to the Designated Spitters, guys. We are obviously Happy to be here for you guys. Happy to have some conversation. Happy to talk baseball. We got a lot to cover today, which is really nice. It's really yes, nice sir. to be able to have yes, some things to cover. Sir. We got some. We got a lot of stuff on the docket. But before I forget, something I noticed right. I'm listening to the other podcast, and I'm like, I don't, we don't even do it. And it's crazy because we like we like the flagship, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Francis Lee. You know I'm here with the great Pete Simonetti. And in case you don't know already, this is the Designated Spitters Podcast, which of course is brought to you by. The legendary NYY News TV. So if you are not subscribed to NYY News TV, please go and do that ASAP. Not just on YouTube, but of course on Apple Podcasts. Yes, yes we are on five Apple Podcasts. So please like, subscribe, and leave a five-star rating. And, you know, put a nice little comment in there. Tell us what you think about us. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are great. They know baseball. They're good looking. I like listening to them. You know what I'm saying? I don't like Boone either. Like, I don't yeah, know. Say right? whatever you want. Throw something but, in there for me. Be like, hey, Pete, we hate Boone too. You get a five <laughs> just because of that. But anyway. Exactly. My fiance is now Francis Lee's biggest fan because she yells at me every <laughs> single episode, every video we make. She goes, babe, how many times do I got to tell you, please mm. talk about subscribing and talk about the podcast on Apple. Like, mm-hmm. get it done. And I never do it. And I never do it. So, yeah. friends, I appreciate it, man. You know, no, bro, that's what we do I, here. What? That's what we do you here, though. We're a team. We're a team. I figured, you know what? I was like, look, Pete took care of the read, right? Pete's taking care of all the behind-the-scenes stuff, which I'm telling you guys, we can't thank him enough. It, it, you, I know you guys, this is the work that you guys don't see. You see Pete in front of the camera. You see him on the mic. But you don't see all the stuff that goes in behind the scenes. Him, Felix, Chris. Shout-out to Chris. Shout-out to Felix, right? But I said, you know what? If I can help. At least when we're on the air, throwing that in there, you know, getting our subscriptions up on Apple Podcasts, getting our reviews up, our ratings. And by the way, shout out to you two uh, jabronis who left us the one star reviews. We love you too. Yeah, facts. We love facts. you too. So go, go on, go on. Shout out to y'all. You ain't stopping nothing over here. Though. No. You see we and, got. and you know, I just just the FYI to the 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 people with the with the one stars and all that who want to do that. You know, God bless you. It does continue to bring us up in the charts, so we appreciate it. <laughs> but at the, exactly, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, uh, if you do leave a, you know, if you if you were one of those people, leave a comment, man. Show who you are, you know. Talk a little bit about like, hey guys, you know, let's meet in the let's meet in the alleyway or something. You know, my thing is, we, we my could, brother, we, could, we could gonna, go at each other. <laughs> Pete just wants to put the gloves on. I'm I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Nah, freak that. Hey, 
He is I'm sick and tired old, of you. Fam. He's I'm sick and tired old, of you. Man. I'm getting old. I think I got to. I was talking to Rod the other day. Rod Thompson, shout out the family over there, man. I was talking family. to Rod about a few things like, you know, we yeah. always chat about about life and things and things like that. And I'm talking to Rod the other day. I said, fam, look, man, the one thing I got to say is I feel like I'm getting old, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting old for real because everything that I like used to be able to do, I can't do as easily anymore. I just can't. Yeah. Like, yep. me and my son, like I told you today, I was like, you know, I'm yes, going to, he was like, we got to film at this time. And I was like, cool, yeah, that, that's perfect time for me. Uh, we'll do that then or whatever. Man, I come, I came back joking around friends. I'm like, man, I hope I don't come back with two pull hammies or nothing. Bro, my two, <laughs> my Achilles on my right leg is killing me. Killing yeah, me. Man. The thing is that we, we, we start, we start aging out of our prime and the kids start aging into their prime. Facts. <laughs> and that's it's right. a, it's a competition. Cause it's like, yeah, I don't off, care if, I don't care if you're going into your prime. You ain't about to, you ain't about to burn me out in these streets. I'll tell you that. And by the way, real quick, I am modeling <laughs> all of our gear. Look, I got the, t- the hat, the T, the cup, DS all over today. Go to news slash shop. Get yourself some of our gear, your favorite podcasts, whatever you want. You know when the season begins and we know who the hell is on our roster. There's yes, going to be more stuff for you guys out there. So and let me tell you guys. Know that, let me tell man. you guys. We got great stuff. We got great stuff over there for our podcast. We got great stuff over there for our fellow podcast on the channel. Yep. yep. We got great stuff over there for the for you know the, the banner, the flagship that is NYY News TV. Go yep. cop yourself something nice. Valentine's Day is coming up tomorrow. Treat yourself. Is it tomorrow? Treat yourself. Is it tomorrow well, or Monday? Because we release and then. <laughs> oh, yeah, we release. yeah, shit. God, see, that tricks me. I'm always we, trying to, I'm always trying to correct. talk in the. <laughs> correct. You're always trying to talk in the moment, which I should in do. In the moment. I should do, Pete. You know better than that. We've been doing this for a minute. But um, hard, to start man. off the show, we got yes, obviously sir. some some somber news, a little little sadder news than something that we mm-hmm. normally bring. Um, mm-hmm. Fellow, former Yankee, uh, Gerald Williams passed away. And we know what a, uh, what a big part of you know Derek Jeter's life, and and from what I hear, my understanding from a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. Ozzy had a had a heartfelt message. Andrew Jones really liked um, Gerald, but the one thing you know that you see when stuff like this happens, yes, everybody usually wants to say something nice, but the one thing that I feel like we saw a lot from a lot of people when talking about Gerald Williams was truly how great of a guy he was teammate, friend, mm-hmm. just a good person that you'd want around you is what I get of. Of course, the Derek Jeter story was he was getting bullied and mm-hmm. Gerald Williams confronted the bully, whoever that was, and was like, you know, if you're going to keep messing with him, then you're messing with me next. And from that moment, they were best of friends. And um, you yeah. know, I, I feel like we always have somebody in our life like that when we're younger that we look up to. And um, it looks like for Jeet, it was Gerald Williams. And it looks like for a lot of mm-hmm. players... Uh, Jared Williams was kind of that, that clubhouse guy where it was like, I'm going to be an enforcer too a little bit and keep things in line or I got your back no matter what. Um, yep. So very, very sad for Major League Baseball. Even sadder because he's so young. You know, that sucks. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that always gets me. And something that scares me in my life ever since I had my incident is um, mm-hmm. how quick time goes, how fast time goes and you know yep. how little time we actually do have on this earth. So... Mm-hmm. I just personally wanted to say rest in peace to Gerald Williams. Um, I know I'm one of the many who said it, and uh, yeah, just that man. I I just want to say yeah. you know rest in peace. Cancer is a terrible thing. I hope we can fix it one day, solve it one day, whatever it takes, whatever it is. 
Um, it's a it's a terrible, terrible disease. We've all lost people from it. Yeah, no, um, 100%. I guess I, I just want to echo that sentiment. I don't think there's really much to add. I think you, you said it perfectly. Uh, rest in peace to uh, Gerald Williams. Rest in, rest in peace to... Uh, to his family to, i mean not not to his family but condolences to his family um it's 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 really hard to lose someone it's really difficult to lose someone but to lose someone at that age is i mean even even when they're sick even when yeah. you know you you know that they're going through it like you try to prepare yourself mentally but there's really no way to to prepare yourself for something like that to lose somebody that young in their life who you feel like still had so much to give so yeah you know I do want to shift it a little bit from a sad note to make it a, you know, a note of, you know, praise and, and Thanksgiving in a sense that, yep. you know, this man was able to live somewhat of a full life in, in his short time on, on, on earth. And he, and he definitely made a difference in a lot of people's lives. And he definitely meant a lot to a lot of people. And I think, you know, there's people who live a hundred years and don't leave the mark that, that Gerald did. So, you know, if there's one thing you can be proud of as a family member or a close friend of his is that, this was a great man who definitely left his mark and definitely did what he came to do in this world. I I wouldn't have any doubts about that. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, rest in peace. I agree. I think one of the, <clears throat> one of the things you could do best in life is if you leave, if you leave this, this life, whatever you believe afterwards, if you've better other people's lives, I think you've done your job. I mean, I, yes, I really believe that. I feel like even if it's, even if it's just your, your, uh, you know, immediate family, if you yep. left them with a better better chance, you left them with a better life. We talk about a lot of generational wealth, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You build a foundation for them. They got something that they're living off. They remember you for that. Or even if oh, yeah. you don't, even if it's not wealth, it's um life lessons, things they learned from you. Um, maybe maybe things you've done to help them to assist them. People remember that, and I think that's what keeps all of our memories alive. Is things of that nature. So, Gerald Williams yeah. definitely impacted a lot of people. No no question about yes, it. Yes, he did. No question yes, about he it. Did. On to some um, active and current uh, Major League Baseball ball players. Yes, uh, one of them being the big story that's out there right now, and a lot of people got yeah. opinions on this. That is Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francis, you know, we've all talked about in our chat. I think this is one that we don't really have much disagreement on at all. No. I think we kind of really think the same here. And yeah. unfortunately, we're in a world right now where I, I don't want to say unfortunately. So let me rephrase that's a fortunately. We're not not even fortunately. Um, I don't know what word to use there. It's not really a fortunate or unfortunate thing. We're in a time right now where there's this idea out there. You have to believe all women. That was something that I know mm. a lot of politicians were pushing during the whole Me Too thing. Yep. Was that all women have to be believed? I want to yep. rephrase that idea to all people should be listened to. Any crime committed that that you bring up to somebody that crime situation should be listened to. You should hear that person yeah. out and it should be fully investigated. If there's real value there at the jump, if there's, there's yeah. okay, there's obviously something here. Now mm-hmm. let's figure out what happened. Trevor oh, yeah. Bauer, whether you hate him or not, uh, um, Gary Sheffield Jr. made some really good points on this one. And I want to echo one of the things he said, the biggest problem for Trevor Bauer is that he's not liked already before this. He's a guy that people seen along those lines of he's a loud talker on Twitter. He says this, he says that. However you want to see it, this is a guy that everybody, I don't not everybody, a lot of people out there, especially on Twitter, 
was very happy to jump at him and call him any name in the book. Once this news came out, they wanted to cancel Bauer. The Dodgers should get rid of him. Hell, even Dodgers players said they don't want to play with him no more. Yep. They didn't wait either. So, anyway, fast forward, investigation's done. Rachel Luba, he even said it before. Wait till all the evidence comes out. They ask people to do it and they respect privacy. And then the truth would be uncovered. Come to find out, there was no charges that were ever going to be filed. The whole thing seems really bad for the girl. There's a lot of evidence there that proves it was consensual. However you think about that type of sexual interaction, it was agreed upon. And there's a lot of evidence to that. It looked like she was really trying to scheme a major league ball player based on some other text messages that were out there with other friends during that time. So what, what is your what is your takeaway from all this stuff? Um, my first takeaway, my first takeaway is that we live, we live in a very sad society. Um, I think, you know, I, I want to come out from the outset by saying I am by no means a, you know, a huge Trevor Bauer fan. Um, I'll say the same thing. Yeah. By the way. Uh, I think, um, if you, if you, anybody, it takes, you know, 15 seconds, you can go into my tweets. I'm, I, I know I saw some from Pete last, last off season where he was, you know, conducting himself, you know, in a way that was like, it just seemed a little bit clout chasey to me. And it it's was. like, that's, if that's, that's not, that's not my, that's really not my vibe. Um, I like players who play with swag. So honestly, I, I have something inside of me that really wants to like him because of how he goes about his business on the field. Yeah. But there were things last year during the off season, like the way that he was like covering everything and like, just really like made it like, a kind of thing where it was just like, everybody look at me, everybody look at me, everybody look at me, everybody look at me. Yep. And it was just like, I get it, bro. Like, I, I know what I, you're in the content business now and I understand that. But I feel like there was a way to go about that, doing the same thing in a more humble way, in a, in a way that was more inclusive of the fans. And like, not, I mean, in the end, the way it ended with that whole like miscue with the Mets stuff going up on the website and then right, like right. ended up signing with the dad. Like, I was like, I mean, man, if you're, if you're going to do something this large scale, like, have your shit tight. Like, have your shit buttoned up. Don't have something coming out like that at the end. And one minute they think you're with the Mets, then it's like, no, I'm, I'm actually signing with the Dodgers. It's like, it's not, you know what I mean? It, it just, that came off a little messed up to me. And then yeah. from there, I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm not really a big fan of this guy. Um, As a person off the field or whatever. But on the field, he's one of the best talents in the game. And, and you know, the, I'm, I'm a person who can separate off the field and on the field things, right? So even though I didn't like how that went, Last year during the you know during the season I was like well you know he, if he pitches a good game I'm I'm gonna give him his credit um, just the same way like if he pitches a bad game I'm gonna give him his credit that has nothing to do with how I feel about him for what he did you know with the free agency thing right fast forward to these allegations and everything that comes out I approach it the same way because I don't like the way he went about documenting his his free agency experience and then the announce the the, the announcement that came after he did choose a team and everything. That doesn't mean now I can just say, well, this guy was a jerk then and I didn't like him. So these allegations have to 100 percent be true. Right. Right. I'm not that kind of person. Right. That's not how I am. And I think that I think that there's the, the issue that we're, we're encountering right now is that there's way too many people who are that way, who think just because you believe this guy's a jerk is already you're just looking for anything that comes out and corroborates what you already feel. Anything Correct. that goes against what you currently feel about the person. You just don't admit you, you just you just don't allow its admission into your into your thought process. Right. Right. Thus, what happens now when it when the L.A. Uh, district attorney's office decides not to file any charges, 
people are just like, well, of course they're not going to file charges. I mean, he's a white man. He's a pitcher. He, yeah. you know, he probably just found a way around due process or they probably just didn't want to do this or they didn't want to. It's like, yeah, 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 I get it. But you're saying all this because you don't like, it, right? Because had it been a player you liked, you would be on the other side championing the justice system. Like, wow, great job, LADA, you know, great job not filing charges. This was a bogus case from the start. Let's get our guy back on the field. Let's do that. And, you know, I hate to put a hypothetical on a player because once you say whatever, but like, I'm saying it like you all love Otani. You all love Otani. Um, if something like this came out about Otani, I guarantee, you know, the initial outcry is going to be, well, we need to get the facts. Let's get the facts. Well, some, somebody, story. somebody you like, it's, it's always like that, isn't it? That that's what exactly. we're, exactly. we're seeing in, in our society today, especially Twitter yeah. alone. I mean, I'll just mm-hmm. throw this out there and I'm not going to dive into this. And I rather me and you don't even dive into, even though I think we agree on this. Mm. Did we not see this through politics? Over the last oh, yeah. four, four or five years, six years? Oh, yeah. 150 oh, yeah. investigations that came back with nothing yeah. and everybody said, oh, guilty, 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 guilty. You're this, you're yeah, that, yeah, you're yeah. this. And we're just seeing it fall over into aspects of everybody else's life. Yeah. Is If one person comes out and goes, I claim this person's that, if you're not necessarily liked by a certain group, you're the worst thing in the planet. You're done. And That's I mean, it. you're done. You're guilty. You're, you're you know... At the end of the day, it's kind of sad because it's almost like public opinion now is greater than the final jury verdict. The worst thing is, the worst thing is, and you guys can quote me on this, whether you agree or disagree. The worst thing is, there is no due process None. with public opinion. None. There is no due process with and that, public if, opinion. And that needs Once to Once they convict you. Once they convict you, that's it. They don't care about that the shit needs to end. They don't care about the proof. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about any of that. Yeah. Once they've convicted you, that is their verdict and they're sticking to it. It's not, it's guilty until proven innocent. And even when you've been proven innocent, if we don't like you, you're still guilty. You're still guilty. That's, that's right. It. That's right. Right. And that's, and I'm that's, gonna, that's where I'm at with this. Bro, whole I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right off the bat right now. I'm going to say this right off the bat. It's almost Valentine's Day. I don't even care. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I'm going to say this right now. Yes, sir. There's a lot of scheming bitches out there, and I you mean, can take that. You can take that how you want it. Anybody? Oh, they they gonna come for you. They gonna come, come for me. <laughs> this whole idea. They gonna come for you, Pete. This whole idea that a woman would not lie about a man abusing them or any of that stuff. Yeah. Even the other way around with men. There's a lot of scheming oh, yeah. ass men. But to yeah. sit there and go, you must listen or believe. No. There's a process in place no matter who you are. Black, we should white, red, listen. green, yes. orange, female, male, whatever the hell the other genders are that these nutcases are telling us. Five million other genders. <laughs> it doesn't, it does, like the rocks said, it doesn't matter what you, it doesn't matter. No, it man. doesn't matter. There's Look. a lot of people out there that do anything to get money. And Francis, you brought this up. And I'll have you even mm. talk about it more, but I, I want to say it. Yeah. I want to say it because you, you are right. Bauer's biggest problem here is he didn't go about the whole situation the right way. My yeah. my man, you're a major league ball. You're a target already to any woman yeah. out there. If you were gay, you're a target to any man out there. Same. Yep. No difference. Oh yeah. You need to protect yourself. Whether however you do it, I don't give a poot. I don't give a poot. I don't, I don't a give a poop <laughs> about what the legal remedy is of doing that. I don't care. 
And I'm mm-hmm. not here to give that up. I don't give a poot about it. But you need to protect yourself. It's that simple. You brought it up. You're like, man, I mean, you're yeah. a major league ball player, right? You got these basketball players yeah. doing it. Football players getting in, involved with girls and things happen. What do you expect yeah. to happen? No, I'm glad. I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I brought it. I brought that up in our in our group chat with uh with the other podcast host. Um, because that was that was my initial reaction. Like I was like, I see people crucifying him and everything like that. But I was like, with the evidence that's out now, what people are trying to get at him for, I was like, I can't stand behind that. Like when I look at this evidence and they put out, granted, like this is public, this is public information now, people. So you don't got to take my word for it. Exactly. Go out there, Google it, go find it. I'm not through all the papers yet. Chef said he went, he looked at some of it too, but he's not through all of it. It's a lot. There's a, a lot. lot. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get through it in three days. It just wasn't, there was no way. But from what I've seen thus far, it's like, bro, I, sorry, man. She, she's got no freaking case. No, like none whatsoever. So I was like, I'm not I can't kill him for that. But in the group chat, I was like, I was like, what I do want to hold him accountable for is being Jesus, Trevor. Like, that was stupid. Like, you, yep. you didn't know you didn't know this woman. You had like you, you had no prior relationship with this woman. And you just agreed to engage in sexual intercourse with her and take it a further level and say, oh, you want you want to like do you want to do rough sex? Oh, yeah. Fuck right, it. Let's right, go. Right, and right, and right, not right. have and not have an NDA and not have a con like bro, Something. you just went. You just Something, went through a, a, a negotiation. You just went through a grueling negotiation to sign a contract to play a game, a child's game. Do you see how hard they go for signing contracts for grown men to play a child's game? Yep. You see how serious they make that? You don't think sex is that much more serious when you're making that kind of money and you yeah. mean that much to a brand that is global? You got to protect Jeez, yourself, like, man. You got to protect, you gotta like protect so, yourself, man. And, and that's, that's, where, that's where I said... Trevor was stupid. Like for that, for that, if if there's people out there killing him for that, then I I agree with you 100. percent That was stupid on his part. You can't. I'm sorry. And, and and listen, this is one of those things where an athlete can turn back around and say, "Oh yeah, easy for you to say because you're yeah, you know what? Might be easy for me to say, but guess what? It's not my fault. You're in the position that you're in. All right. You worked hard. You worked your ass off to get there. Now you're making the big bucks. Now you're you're everywhere. You're a superstar. You got to deal with everything that comes with it. The same way. That you're dealing with a different class of women and dealing in a different class of financial wealth, you need to deal in a different class of personal security, my brother. Damn right. That's damn right. That's, that's up to you, and there's nobody out there who's gonna do it for you, bro. bro and, look, not, and I don't, I don't just want to put it on him. Also, I'm, he's got, he's got an agent. He's got managed like, and, it, and somebody and somewhere should have talked even, to him about this. No, no doubt about it. And it's even at like certain levels, you know. Let's let's. I mean, God, I'm, I'm talking about like you don't have to be a multimillionaire to be a target. You know what I mean? You don't nah. have to be a known multimillionaire to be a target no. by, by people. No. I mean, people will target there's you. Thousand, based there's thousandaires getting caught on this. Damn right, damn right, 100. percent So, oh yeah, it, the the whole situation of it is just like, you know, the one thing I will say is that Rachel Luba, who is the agent of Trevor Bauer and Trevor Bauer before mm-hmm. too, all they asked for the public to do before the whole thing went. And there was an investigation. Was yep. We know what happened. Please wait before passing and the judgment. People aren't going to do that anymore in today's society. Nope. They're not going to do it. They're not going to. But that, do it. that I do want to give you them. Know? I do want to give them credit for that. Because I just came off bashing them for not, you know, going about NDAs and things like that. But I do want to give them credit for when this shit did hit the fan. Their initial response could have just been coming out like, "Yeah, this story's bullshit. Um, yeah, Trevor's Trevor's not guilty." Yeah, this this case is completely unfounded. There's going to be no. No, they came out and they didn't say, 
you have to believe he's innocent. You, no, no, they came out and said, all we ask is that you guys wait for the facts to reveal themselves. Right. That is exactly how you go about a situation like that. Correct. To me, that part of it, once the shit hit the fan, you know, that's a silver lining to me. Because a lot of times in situations like this with athletes, the shit hits the fan and the athlete and their management and PR people, they don't know how to make it, the situation any better. They just keep making it worse. They keep digging a hole. Either they don't say anything and people are like, where is this guy? Where, where, where are they? They're not, there's no comment. There's no this. Or yep. they do say shit, but they're just digging themselves a bigger hole. I think what they were able to do was quiet Trevor Barr, which I know is not an easy thing to do, right? Correct. But we said it. We, we, we both said it. And I think we both gave him credit for that. Like, at least he's, he's doing the right thing. He's not out here talking. He's not carrying on. Even though he knew, even though he knew that he was innocent the whole time, yep. he could have been out here dragging his balls all over Twitter. Like, I don't facts. care what you guys say. Watch when the facts come out. You guys are going to have to eat your words. But he could have been doing all of that. And knowing the kind of player that the person that he's shown himself to be like with free agency, you know, that beforehand, I'm sure there was part of him that wanted to go out there and just shut people up. Like y'all all talking without having the facts. And I have the facts and I can't, but he didn't, he stayed quiet. And they, he let that, he let that last statement resonate this entire time. Yep. Please and allow I'll, time for the facts to reveal them. I'll throw this out there too. The other thing he didn't have to do was the video he made. Oh, no, he did I mean, look, a lot of men will see that as, that's my personal life. Look, it's a little embarrassing to talk about what I might like to do. It's Some people fact. might think I'm a sick dude. Some people might think it's there's something wrong fact. with me. I it's don't have to fact. come out and go, look, I like rough sex, or we engage in rough sex, and then we got this yeah. and that. Some dude, dudes don't got to talk about that. He had no reason to do yeah. that. You know what I mean? I'm, ha- I'm happy so he did. He sat I'm in front of a did. camera. You know, I see some, oh, this is scripted. What? For, 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 what's cr- scripted? It, it, it's not scripted. Do you know how much shit that you see on TV that, that's that's unscripted? You don't watch anything these days. You know why people love podcasts so much? Because we're some of the only media that exists in the world that's unscripted. I, that's hey, why people fuck I've with I've always us. said it. I don't plan for jack shit. Yeah. <laughs> Every video I've ever made, everybody knows. I'll show you. Like, I'll write notes. And I'll be like, look, today I got a note. Let me read it. I don't yeah. prepare for jack shit. I think it's yeah. best when, you know, and I also, too, like, the, you know, that's the team I got, you know. We don't need to do much preparation. We just say, hit record, bro. Let's and go. it's time to go. Live. Here's our topics. <laughs> go. And we're good to go. So, Bro, that that whole argument is just, it's, it's silly. Like, it's bad. You're man. not going to put it's bad. His, first, his first public statement on camera about this whole thing after all this time. And you think they're going to leave it up to chance that he leaves a detail out or says something incorrectly for you guys to go take and run with. That's why people, that's why they say you're damn if you do, you're damn if you don't. Because if he wouldn't have, if he would have went off the cuff, if he would have went unscripted, he might have misspoke. He might have left out a detail. He might have said something wrong. And then what would people have done? They would have grabbed that and said, oh, look, see, he, he did do this or Facts. he said that, or he whatever. So they were just looking for something like that. And they were mad that it was scripted because now it was too, it was too airtight for them to pick it apart. Yep. Give me a break. Give me a break. You people. know, I am going to let me jump into this real quick, Francis, if you don't mind on a little bit of a lighter note or, or however you want to see this. But lighter or um, cleaner might be a little cleaner. <laughs> we'll see. Woman out there. So all the ladies out there, I said something before that, you know, could hurt your feelings and all, but I'm going to make it up to you right now. Oh, yeah. It's almost Valentine's Day. You know yes, what I'm sir. talking about? And the amazing thing is you want one thing for your man on Valentine's Day. Let's be honest. That is true. You want that dude to have some clean ass balls. That's right. He has to have clean balls. But look what the spitters are going to do for you. All right. This is kind of what we do. This is our game. We're also oh, love yeah. doctors, by the way, too. We know our oh, shit. Oh, yes. 
We know okay. we know what we're doing here, okay? Oh yes, there is. Two, there are two very happy ladies behind both of these great men that you are looking at on your screens today. No question, no <laughs> question. I'm telling you right now, they have no NDA, so they can talk all they want. They'll tell they can you say anything. <laughs> they tell you like it it's is. A little scary. It's a little scary to put out there. It's two Dominican right. women we talking about. Facts, and we go, <laughs> we go, just we go, we go keep it that real. We that's how confident we are. But anyway. Support for Designated Spitters is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SPITTERS at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that is about 8 million balls and a lot of happy ladies. I can tell you that also on top of that. Yeah. So, folks, women, also, ladies, it's 2022. You got some ladies out there buying their men some stuff for V-Day. Oh, yeah. You know what They're I mean? They're taking charge. They're you know what I mean? Charge. They might be taking charge out there. Me, myself, I like you know? It. I really, I try to I try to spoil my lady on, on Valentine's Day. I think it's a man's thing to do. I think it's a man's duty. I and, agree. And, um... You know what I mean? For for the men out there and the ladies out there, you might say, look, I just saw this show today, honey. I saw a show today. They had a special offer for Manscaped. 20%, 20% off, off, free shipping, using word spitters. Listen. Oh, I was going to go somewhere else with those spitters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honey, with that being said, I'm just going <laughs> to... Get the spit. Yeah, <laughs> shoot. I'm telling you, you about to have a good, best V-Day of your life. Listen, man. If you let me use that code... Right ladies, down there, all right? La- ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something, all right? Don't let the MLB be the only, be the only ones out there with the juice balls, all right? <laughs> Go get your man some ball deodorant. Juice them babies up. You know what I'm saying? Manfred ain't getting control of these balls, ladies. I'm going to keep you it are. real. I got it. You know, look. <laughs> look, our dudes at Manscaped told us that, look, you guys use it. Let people know. Tell them the truth. Let them know about it. After a shower, you might not want to mm. see this image, folks. That ball deodorant, my John John, man. <laughs> that bold deodorant my shit I'm telling you right now I'm cool oh, with it man. I can talk about anything I don't care fam nah yeah I'm straight, I ain't asking I mean, you guys I'm to stra- think I'm, about I'm me stra- scrubbing up my it, balls you ain't gotta think I'm about that I'm straight with it there's a reason I keep bringing up the bald deodorant people I'm gonna I'm leave it at go. that Francis I'm gonna leave it at that it. Francis did it very smoothly me I like running through a damn I'm like the Kool-Aid <laughs> dude jumping through the wall Bob oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's balls. why that's that's why that's why y'all need to fuck with us. You know what I'm saying? We jumping through the wall for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Kool-Aid Facts. man was always there when y'all was thirsty. Stop Damn it. Right. Stop, stop playing games. Stop Damn playing right. Game. So guys, Manscaped. again, right down there, man. Manscape. 20%, 20% off free shipping. Code word. Spitters. That's make sure you guys get to that. H P I T T A Z. That is it. Um Well, with that being said, let's talk about uh Chicago. Yes, sir. Chicago stuff to talk about. The Chicago Cubs are potentially, and you know, it's funny because a lot of these insiders are using a little possibly, potentially, all these little <laughs> words that Anthony maybe. Rizzo, maybe, Anthony Rizzo, maybe there's, you know, maybe again, there's something there to go back to the Chicago Cubs. Yep. What do you think about that, Francis? Yeah, Um. <clears throat> again, I'm going to preface this with most of the most of the same that I've prefaced. A lot of these rumors that have come out in the last three, uh, four weeks. It's re- the timing is really interesting because there's been no negotiations. There's been really no, um, you know, talks between players and, and, you know, agents and teams all this time. Um, so for the timing of these rumors is just interesting because if it happened before the lockout, what took people so long to report it? But, but 
I want to walk that back a little bit because I was speaking with somebody who was telling me that what a lot of uh, beat writers uh, did was they they got as much information they could those last couple of weeks leading up to the lockout because a lot of we were all expecting it. Right. Yeah. And they got as much information as they could. And then they sat on it so that they could have something to put out throughout the lockout. Makes sense. So that has you know, that that's a good point to me. It makes sense to me. And that has kind of made me put a little bit more credence into some of the things we're seeing that are coming out. This being one of them. Right. Another reason why I think this is a possibility is because they said it's internal talks. The Cubs have had internal talks about bringing Anthony Rizzo back uh, to be their first baseman in 2022 and beyond. Um, and, and internal talks. The DH is back. I think that's huge. Exactly. I don't think enough people are talking about what that means for, oh, yeah. for older players, too. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't. Now, um, I would say it doesn't necessarily just mean that uh, Anthony Rizzo could be coming back, but they could also be looking at uh, one of his co stars in Kyle Schwarber yeah, to make facts. a return. Uh, Kyle Schwarber. It just got. I, I tell you one thing with the with the approval of the DH, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. Um, so, so you know what? I'm just going to leave that for later. But yeah, Anthony we'll Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo coming back to the Cubs. Um, they've had internal talks about that. Um, I think I could see it. I could see it. Um, if the Yankees do land one of their first two uh, first base options, and this is obviously, I say first two. Out of a guess, I'm I'm assuming we don't know what their what their ranking is. I think at this point we can comfortably say their number one option would be Freeman. I do believe the the reports that have come out about Freeman, and I it just like we said last week. Well, I told you guys that out. about a while back. Remember? Yeah, like before the that lockdown be the happened, one I was guy. told yeah. that I messaged you guys. I was like, well, actually, yeah. I'm hearing that you know that's actually pretty serious about Freeman. It's not like remember oh, I, yeah. I think I even remember saying the exact words. It's actually not something that's like a potential it's like they're for real no 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 yeah. you said you you doesn't you tweeted it out too you're like hey guys, yeah, yeah i did i did there's right a before, lot more right before a lot more truth. actually happened yeah you said you you said there's a lot more truth to the to this freeman stuff i need, than I need chris's I you picture guys right now aware of exactly he said it, i said it first <laughs> i said it first <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so if we're going if we're going off of that and it's been it's been months now that you know freeman the yankees have been like you know, letting it be known that Freeman is their kind of first option for first base. And um, that would make sense. Now, if they aren't unable to land Freeman, then, you know, there's there's half the fan base and media who would say they would immediately pivot to Anthony Rizzo and re-sign him and bring him mm-hmm. back because, you know, they, they feel like he'd be a great option. I also agree. I think he'd be a great option. Um, There's some people who say they would they would then really, you know, revisit the Matt Olson trade. Yeah. Um, Here's what I say. If if Matt Olson, if. If I think Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman are linked in a very interesting way, and it affects Anthony Rizzo in a very interesting way, right? Freeman will either resign with the Braves or end up with a team like the Yankees. Um, I do think the Dodgers will be players, but I also think the Dodgers will be a little bit unwilling to go where the Yankees would be willing to go because the Yankees are in a situation very unique to the Dodgers situation. Dodgers have a first baseman. Dodgers, you know, can look other ways for other ways to spend their money now that the DH is coming to the NL. Right. Like, where the Yankees, for instance, not only do we not have a guy, like, yes, there's Luke Voigt, but they made it clear this season they want to move away from Luke Voigt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, aside from, so aside from him, they don't have anybody, like, coming up in the ranks either. Like, None. Our, None our, 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 pro, our, our minor league is pretty much bare in first terms of, like, base, first base. Like, first nothing base is really, really, like, you could, you, could make, like you could make the shortstop at you all. You can make the dumb argument. 
that Austin mm-hmm. Wells is probably the best potential first baseman. Exactly. <laughs> and he's a catcher because you got to believe he's going to move off of, off of catcher yeah. at some point. It's going to be what, first or right field or yep. left field. Mm-hmm. So, so agree. Yeah, and I, I agree with you 100% there. So I feel like the Yankees, because of that, would be willing to go a little bit you know, further than the Dodgers when it came to a guy like Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he ends up in one of those two teams. It's still really hard for me to, to believe that the, that the Braves are going to like really take that L. But it might not be an L because they also were, you know, said to have been in contact with Oakland about what a deal for Matt Olson would look like. So if the Yankees did end up snatching away Freeman, they could end up turning around and going and grabbing Olson. And they got the prospects right? for it. There's no doubt about and that. And they do. They do have the farm to do that. So what does that all mean for Anthony Rizzo? Well, it means that Anthony Rizzo is going to be he's he's not some you know, last chick at the dance without a dance partner. People talk about him was, like that now, which kind of sucks, was, man. Yeah, but here's the here's the interesting thing, right? But pre-lockout, people were really hammering that in, like, well, you know, like Rizzo, like Rizzo's going to be there. He's going to be there. He's going to be there. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not a guarantee at this it's point. Not. Rizzo, Rizzo has the potential with teams like the Cubs, who he has like, obviously extreme familiarity with, having internal discussions about bringing him back. The Cubs aren't playing for Freddie Freeman. The Cubs aren't playing for a Matt Olson trade. If they're having internal discussions about Anthony Rizzo at first base, he could be their priority, meaning they're not going to wait for those other two guys to decide what they're going to do. They could just go right after Rizzo. What about the Red Rizzo, Sox, too? The Red, Red Sox are another I mean, The another Red Sox wanted him. He's, and he's they a perfect him at fit the for deadline. them. He's a perfect and fit he would for be, them. And he would and be, as he would be. So you got you to gotta start uh, you know, just being a little bit more honest with yourself. Especially if you're a team like the Yankees, like, look, whatever we do do at this position, we need to figure out what what it's going to be quickly. Because if you wait around for Freddie Freeman and he decides I'm going back to Atlanta and you're like, well, we could pivot to Rizzo. And Rizzo's like, oh, yeah, I, I signed back with the Cubs. And it's right. like, oh, well, let's go for Matt Olson. Oh, um, we're actually trading Matt Olson elsewhere. We got a better package. You guys and are taking too long. I was going to say that, Peraza. too. I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that is, look, um. If you know anything about prospects, if there's teams like the Braves out there, look, mm-hmm. the Braves got a pretty packed outfield. They could get rid yep. of Drew Waters, and anybody's going to want Drew Waters, who's one of the top prospects in baseball. Mm-hmm. If they could trade Drew Waters alone, plus maybe two other guys, if the Yankees aren't offering Volpe or Peraza, forget it. They got no shot. Yep. So I'm just it's, saying there's other yeah. teams out there like the Braves who just won a World Series. Imagine just winning the World Series and being like, Riz, uh, our man's gone. We love Freddie, but we bringing you Matt Olson. You know what I mean? We bringing you Olson. We bringing you this. We bringing you that. Maybe we add a starting pitcher too. I don't think Braves fans are too upset. I don't yeah, think Braves people, mean, people. Hey, look, every fan forget, uh, forgets pretty quickly. Yeah, you, you know. So yeah, no, it, it'd be. I mean, I, I keep saying like if they for them to let Freeman walk, it's it's kind of a gut punch to the fan base. But if you if you counter that move with trading for a Matt Olson. I mean, what kind, much of punch are we ta- what kind of gut punch are we talking about? Hey, you saw Freddie for a good couple of years. He won you a ring, an MVP. Like, uh, I think you got you to gotta eat that one, man, because yeah. now you got the future like a year later. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's an interesting story. Um, it, I definitely, you know, I would say as a fan, don't write it off. I could see the Cubs doing it. The Cubs do have to give, they do have to pay somebody some kind of money. Um, they don't have a complete team. Right, you know, as things stand, um, unless they're going to just go into the mode of like the Pittsburgh Pirates or something like that, they will still want to be somewhat competitive. And a guy like Rizzo 100% helps you do that. He also helps you endear yourself to the fans throughout a rebuilding process, right? Like, Correct. it's clear that they're going into a rebuild, but 
you don't want to like completely alienate yourselves from this fan base who had to wait 108 years for a world championship. Yeah. Right. Signing a guy like Rizzo is a pretty nice way to like smooth over that that process. So I definitely think it's a possibility. That's what I will say. Definitely think yeah. it's a possibility. And if you have and if you're a team who has Rizzo on your list, you better watch that market closely once the lockout ends because it could move a lot quicker than you thought it was before. I agree. Um, definitely, I agree with you. The whole thing with Rizzo, um, everything you said, I, I don't think that's something that you can kind of just say, well, you know, he's a third wheel here of these guys and he'll be there. You know, I, I don't know if yep. that's necessarily the case because the one thing you got to remember too, everybody I think is agreeing on this. Whenever baseball mm-hmm. says, we're back, it's going to mm-hmm. be, go, 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 go. And you're going to see gonna our faces, I think almost daily on live chats. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm telling us. you guys, Whatever pops off, boom, we live, boom, we live, boom, we live. And I got a feeling it's going to be a lot. I got a feeling it's yeah. going to It has to be. Let's be real here. It has to be. Unless we go yeah. deep into a lockout and deep into, I'm talking about March, April, May, it's going to be, you know, start, race, go. And everybody jump into where they were, what they're doing. And I think you're going to see a lot of chips fall off the board pretty quickly. But transitioning... Okay. Last point I want to make on this yep. before we before we go, like with with everything happening with the lockout, which I think is what we're transitioning to anyway, right? No, we're transitioning no. Okay, over so, to the other Chicago club. Oh yes, 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 that's true. Yeah, thank God we didn't forget that. Um, the last thing I want to say on this is like, look, with with all this taking as long as it is, you got to start to think about the possibility of you know players like Chris Bryant or players like Carlos mm. Correa, mm. Uh, especially Correa, who's looking for a much larger contract maybe having to start the season without a team because whenever they do come to an agreement, um, the ramp up time might be really short. The turnaround might be really short before teams are actually beginning to play games. And it might not be long enough for, for guys like that to negotiate the deals that they want. Now you might have a guy like Chris Bryan who might say, look, I'll concede on some things because I really just want to get with the team right away. I don't see yep. Carlos Correa doing that. I, no, I see Carlos Correa as a guy who's going to hold out until he gets every last dollar he wants. And that, that could mean, starting with a team a month after the season has started, which which is which has become a possibility because of the lockout. So very real, very real possibility. But switching over to the other uh Chicago team that is out there, and of course that is the Chicago White Sox now. The mm-hmm. White Sox have put a policy in place where uh Major League Baseball is not requiring this. So mm-hmm. FY to anybody, this is a team based decision. I actually reached out to somebody um, who knows Jerry Reinsdorf pretty well. And, you know, they said, ah, maybe it's a team thing. I don't know if it's something they all agreed to, but I'm not too sure if Jerry is that guy pushing this. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, Jerry Reinsdorf, everybody who don't know, is the owner of the Chicago White Sox. But they are requiring that their minor league ball players get a COVID-19 booster shot. Um, Unless they don't play. Uh, Unless they don't get a chance to play um, the profession that they're a professional at. And they've worked their whole lives to to get to. Uh, Francis, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go on a little bit of a of a rant here. So I don't know if you want to start <laughs> or you would like me to yeah. go. I'll just say one thing. Um, this uh, this this confuses me because it's not being mandated by the league, right? So I will say that it's an it's very it's interesting because it's like why why make a move like this if you didn't absolutely have to. Right. right. Because, you know, you know how polarizing this is, you know, how much it can alienate uh, people from one side or the other. 
why make a move on something like this unless you absolutely had to, which you absolutely did not because the league did not require you to do that, right? It's like, it's 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 just really interesting. Like, it's like what I said, what's going on with New York State, like New York State, it's like, oh, we'll lift the mask mandate, but then New York City was like, no. And it's just like, well, like the state said they were going to like, why, why can't you say, oh, we're more densely populated or whatever, but it's like, yeah, but like, you didn't, you didn't have to, like, you could have let it be like a, a personal choice thing or whatever. And you, right. and you said, oh, like, we're going to do, we're going to do this anyway, because we're in or whatever. It's like this, this move by the White Sox seems reminiscent of that. And it's like, what le- it just leaves me, you know, scratching my head as to why make this move if you didn't have to. Yeah. And may- maybe, 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 you have, maybe you have a different thought on it. Maybe you, maybe you know why they made the move. Me, I, I've researched it a little. I, I can't see why they did it. I don't, no, I don't, I, I don't understand I, it. I have no idea why they made the move, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question real quick. Mm. The minor league players, what do you think their age range is? Uh, <clears throat> minor leaguers' age ranges. Normally, let's let's go. Let's start with the younger guys who can come into camp from 16, 17 when you're international. Yep. And ranges to about what 22, 23, 24. There's right. a couple older guys in there sprinkled in. So let's say there's a couple. Let's say let's say everybody's under 49. We agree with that, right? Uh yes, for sure. <clears throat> All right. So 10 to 19 years old, your chance of dying from COVID, and this is from the CDC, everybody, 0.00032%. And, Can you read that again? I think it's a, uh, a good number. People like numbers, P. I think we should. 10, 10 to 19 years old, your chance of 19. dying of COVID is 0.00032. This is from okay. the CDC. It is not, I'm not throwing a number to bullshit. These are not Simonetti numbers. <laughs> no, this is, this is exactly what it is. 20 to 49 years old, 20 to 49 years old, 0.0092. I'm going to say something now, too, that might offend people. And it shouldn't. I could say, you know why? I was a fat ass for years. Okay? Your boy was over 300 pounds. I got every right to say this. 70 plus, 70 plus percent of deaths were from people that were obese. Underlying health conditions. All that good, all that not good stuff, all that, that stuff there is where a lot of these numbers come from. Here's my problem with a lot of these people pushing these mandates, especially on younger, healthy people. That's my problem. These kids are professional athletes. Now, is there some of them that might have a heart condition? Maybe. Oh, yeah. It's been over two years since this pandemic started. They understand that. At this point, they have either got vaccinated, they believe in I'll take boosters, or they may have had COVID and go, hey, look, I'm okay. The CDC also came out, Dr. Fauci, also, booster shots are only lasting you four months. They're ineffective. Four months of, of, of what they believe is strong enough to prevent you from getting sick or dying from this. What, what percentage which, which more is interesting, do you need which is interesting, Pete, to I increase this there, number? Which is interesting that you say four months, right? Because how long is the season? Hey, there you go. It's, long, it's, 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 it's a lot longer, longer than, than four months. It's a, it's a lot Especially longer than the, four months. Especially if let's say they started in February. It's even longer mm-hmm. then. It's exactly. So so that's why that number is really interesting. And I wanted to highlight that for those of you listening who say, well, at least it will add it will add them some added protection for the season. It's that's not necessarily true because if the if Dr. Fauci is saying that they're only effective for that time period and the season's longer than that, then it, it begs the question You'll need another one. 
Will you be requiring another one every four months to cover the entire season? My, Is that what we're going I, to I've just come out this, and say, you know, where you're going? Here's the, the crazy thing about the whole thing. I've said this from the jump and I'm happy. There's a few governors out there who actually ran their states this way. If you're, and this is for everything in life. That's the other crazy thing about this. You know, you're more likely to die of the flu if you're obese. So you have underlying health condition. That's just, that's normal Agreed. everyday life. <clears throat> the number facts. one leading death cause in this country is, I think, is what obesity. is it? Heart, it's obesity with heart disease, things with, like that. Heart it yeah, yeah. Falls off that. Folks, I'm not saying nothing wrong here. I was 300 plus pounds. You don't believe me? I'll show you pictures. I was not happy then. I was not comfortable then. You can lose weight. You can do it. You can get in shape. You don't even got to be the skinniest dude. You don't got to be, uh, you might have been 280. You might be better off at 230, 220. It's better for yeah. you. It's better for you to have a healthy lifestyle. However you see that, it's better for you. Um, whatever it is you got to change, do it. Um, try to get yourself as healthy as possible. Yes, there are some people that can't. There's some people that have things against them that they that it, it prevents them from maybe getting as healthy as they want to be. Whatever that might be, but try. Whatever you can do, try. You got one body. Try to take care of it. When it comes to the whole COVID thing, I've said it for the longest time. Like I said before, I'm repeating it. Some governors listened. Protect the most vulnerable. Let the young people live. Take mask off of children's faces all day. Eight plus hours, they got a mask over their nose and their mouth. For what reason? They have no chance. They got a better chance of going in a pickup loop at school and getting hit by a vehicle. Let's be real here. Nobody's protecting them from that. You're not putting bubble wrap around them. I love my children all day. I, I understand if people say, I want, I, want, I want to do as much as I can. Then go do it. Then go do it. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. Go do it. That's a, and, and that's that's, Nobody, what, that's also I've never I seen follow. somebody who refuses and says, I'm not going to do none of that. I've never seen a video of them going around saying, take the mask off. Take it off. Yeah. But I've seen the other way around. And it's psychotic. It's crazy. We... Guys, I think the majority of this country is sick and The majority of the world, all you got to do is pull up Twitter. You got a trucker yeah. convention that's blocking everything. You got Paris now <laughs> and France and Australia. Hundreds of thousands of people saying enough. We're tired of this. Yeah. Enough. Don't we have two years of learning and understanding? We got tools. We got therapeutics. We, we got uh, monoclonal antibodies that people took away. Who the hell knows why? I don't want to talk about it, but they took those away when it was healing everybody. So... However you want to see it, all I'm saying here is Chicago White Sox. These players have busted their ass their whole life to be here, to also help your organization out. They've done it. Ease up. T -t Time is done. I just think people around the world everywhere are tired of it. Enough is enough. Yeah. If I was, if and, and here's, here's my, um, I guess my final point on the whole thing. Um, if, if there were if there were numbers to support that getting the booster did result in lower but significantly lower because I do realize it's lower, but I mean if it resulted in significantly lowers in amounts of transmission um, of the virus, meaning that having your team fully vaxxed and boosted meant that your chances of contracting the virus were significantly lower and your chances of passing the virus around was significantly lower then I could understand this more because I would see it from a business perspective as I don't need to have these guys missing games. I don't need to have games canceled. I don't need to have guys, you know, passing around the locker room and then who knows for how many weeks we got to deal with it. I could understand that. Here is the caveat. That's just not the case. 
It's just not the case. No, not. People who are vaccinated and boosted are still getting the virus and, and transmitting the virus. Right. So what does that mean? That you can it means that you can get your whole team boosted and they could play another team like every other team in the minor leagues who currently does not have this mandate, and they could contract the virus there, pass it to other fully vaccinated boosted players, and the same thing can happen. Now you could say, Yeah, but it but it helps. Okay. If that if that if that little bit moves the needle for you, then Okay, I I guess for you that makes sense, but to mandate it on the entire team again, to close the loop, bring myself back to my first point that I made on this whole thing. I don't understand why you had to do it because you didn't absolutely have to. And that's 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 why I'm confused. I agree with you on that. And for there, my there wasn't last a gun point, to your head. For my last point of all this, and then we'll move on to our next topic is. People, you know, a lot of people do say exactly like what you just said too, and 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 you are you're right in the sense of that. But my whole my rebuttal, not to what you said, really, my rebuttal to people that will sit there and go, but we're doing this for preventive measures. We're doing this, guys. I got a question for you. It's been two years. How is it worse this year with all the measures that we have in place? How is New York masked forever? How is California masked forever? But their numbers are through the roof. We have therapeutics. We have vaccines, boosters through the damn roof. Everybody every two weeks. But numbers are still the most they've ever been. So maybe it, maybe, maybe, maybe here's the thing. Here's the reality of it. COVID's not going away. No. It's going to be here. It's not going away. Guess what's going to happen, though? It's going to get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Yes, and God course. rest all the people that passed. Nobody is, is pushing that to this. Like, God... I feel bad for anybody who loses anyone. We started the show no, with Gerald Williams. Listen. That's cancer. That's a terrible thing. COVID is a terrible thing. It's horrible how it happened. It's horrible the lives that we I, lost. I lost. There you I go. lost my grandfather to COVID. So when you hear me it's, speak, it's don't, horrible. Don't, yeah, don't ever think, oh, this guy is speaking. He's one of those people that speaks who never had it touch him. No, it touched me well, in there a you go. very profound way. There you go. But but I agree with everything that you're saying right now. Like, even it, though it touched me that way, it right. will get weaker. And, and, and that's the thing, and, man. We know that that's that's the the thing that I when I when I see things like this and I go, oh, we're gonna do a new man, but we're doing the same things we've done since the jump. Not much mm-hmm. has changed. That you could say, oh, a booster, okay. But even with the boosters when they first came out, everybody started getting boosters. We still had the worst here that we've had in COVID. Mm-hmm. We have the most deaths. We have the most uh, um uh, infected rates everywhere. Really, everywhere. Yeah. I think everybody. I think every state broke their record. So yeah, no, it was. It was I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, this has nothing. Not another to thing too. This has nothing to do with politics. Cut the politics shit. It has nothing to do with yeah. politics. Stop this nonsense. You don't wear a mask. You're this. You're that. No, 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 no. I know a lot of friends of mine that are very liberal that tell me every day, I'm not doing another damn shot. I'm tired of it. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, again, look at the liberals out there that are completely <laughs> against it. Bill Maher, who is just sitting back saying, "I'm the biggest liberal in the world. Enough is enough." I'm done. I'm tired of this. It's ridiculous at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's all I'm saying. Even, even I'll say somebody on the right side of things. There's people on the right side of things that see, feel like you should still wear a mask. So stop making everything about yeah. politics. Stop making, look at the actual fact. Look at your experience for two years. Not much has changed folks. That's all I'm saying. Listen, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. And I, I as we were speaking, like I thought about it again, it's like, look, to further, just to further, like, help you guys understand, like, where my point of view comes from. Look, I lost, I lost my grandfather in the first year of COVID, right? right. My grandfather was actually, like, tip-top health. He was older. He was an 80-something-year-old man. But he, he, he was, like, he had all of his health stuff in check. 
And literally from one day to the next, they got COVID and died. Like as soon as we found out he got right. it, he died. One day. Um, in the second year of COVID, I lost my godfather, who did have some underlying conditions, but was a lot younger than my grandfather was. Right? I say that to say, I'm not to, I'm not speaking and trying to be insensitive. Right. And I don't, I don't think Pete is speaking no, and trying to be insensitive. All. Not if at I all. felt if I felt like he was being insensitive or I was being sensitive, like trust me, like we would we would speak out because I was like, I, I had this touch of me yeah. in a very profound way twice but i'm telling you guys like look man it's getting it's it's just there's certain things at this point that it's getting really really ridiculous it's getting ridiculous yep and it's like at at one point i i'm I'm just in left to ask like at at what point do you people draw the line at what point or 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 will there never just be a line is it is it is it to the point where like we're gonna gonna like it's possible that 20 years 20 years down the line and kids are still wearing masks in school. No, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, good, a shout out, by the way. And again, for the people who, you know, pinpoint me to one side, you can go ahead and do that. But I'm going to I'm going to shout out a couple of uh, truly blue states for ending their mandates. Good job, New Jersey. Good job, Delaware. Um, they ended it. They said, all right. Yeah, us too. Enough. You know, New York did it. Um, the but the funny thing is the city said. Indoors, you could take the mask off, but not, but not schools, not you children. The mayor, you know, the mayor. The mayor right? Yeah, not the kids. Kids can't do it. Um, so that just, you know, yeah, I and, love and, that and, choice, don't you? And there, there's a whole rabbit hole we can go down to about what effects this may have on children down the line and and things of that nature. I remember. Yeah, don't. I don't, don't like to shout out. I don't I like to shout out. School right now, struggling because of this I, shit. And I'm gonna tell you, keep it real. I don't like to shout out a lot of other podcasters. I don't want to give them nothing on here. But Joe McFly from John Boy asked that simple question. And cats were attacking him for it. And he asked a legitimate question of what health conditions could this lead for children down the line? What are we doing that hurting them down the line in the future? That's all he said. Dude didn't say nothing wrong. Got attacked for it. Because, you know, just like the Bauer shit, you can't bring up anything like that. Because now you're a bad nah. person. You're an anti this. You're this. No, you're because that. you go against, if you, I'm saying you go against, you go against the, the, the common public narrative and you are public enemy number one. Well, doesn't But you know what? Shout out, we'll like you said, do it no matter what. Shout out to, shout out to Joe's for speaking, for speaking his mind and being himself. I, I, I implore you to continue doing that, bro. Um, but like Pete just said, DS, we ain't never doing that shit. Nope. We ain't no never doing what, that shit. No matter what. And we don't care. Look, there's some of you who are going to listen to what we just said and disagree with the whole thing. And you know what? We will. I will fight. I will fight tooth and nail for your right, <laughs> for your right to disagree gotta, with me. I just got This man said. <laughs> this man said. I'll fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen. This I man might call you out it. to the damn yeah. alleyway. You're the nah, back listen, room, bro. I'm telling you. I will fight tooth and nail for your freedom and your right to the ability to disagree with whatever oh, the facts. fuck me and no, Pete no say. No doubt about that. No you ha- you are well within you your right to do so. Right in the world. And we are not going to attack you for disagreeing never, with one of our opinions because you're never, dealing never. with two guys who actually know how to disagree with people facts. and have debates. So feel free to disagree with us in the comments. I welcome it. Yeah, 100, 150%. And speaking of <laughs> a great segue, speaking <laughs> of uh, disagreements, <laughs> there's a there's a big one right now going on oh, yeah. with uh, the Players Union. Um, as my picture didn't come up there, but anyway. Um, the whole Players Union, Francis, I need you to go over some of this. There's a, there's a yeah. new proposal from Major League Baseball. If you could go over some of that, and then we'll discuss it. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, I'm taking a lot. I'm taking this from the, I guess the most credible article that's out right now, which is from ESPN.com. So that's the source. Um, ESPN folks. It's not by source. yeah, not by not by passing. Uh, who I think was taking a day off today, but Jesse Rogers took care of this, uh, covering this. 
There's not too much out on it yet, yet because it, it's an 130 page proposal. Who the players union themselves have not have yet to go through the entire thing. Um, that's what has been reported since the the meeting ended a few hours ago. That the players will you know review it fully. But some of the things that stuck out were the language around the uh, collective collective bargaining uh, threshold, which is uh, the tax, right? The luxury tax threshold, right? Um, initially, the players were upset that the league only wanted to raise it to two hundred and fourteen million. Um, and then in a couple of years, I think it, it maxed out at like 216, 218 or something like that. Um, so in this proposal, the owners did raise it a few years down the line, um, but it will still be at in this proposal. The, the luxury tax threshold would stay at 214, not stay, but increase to 214 for next year, stay at 214 the following year. Then it will go up 2 million to 216. Then another two million to two eighteen, and before finally going up to two hundred and twenty-two million, I think about six years from now. Yes. Um. So, is it more? Right. I'll stop there because there's a couple of other things, but I don't want us to have to like respond to all of it at once. Um. Is that is that an increase? Right. Me and Pete were, were discussing this in our chat beforehand. Like he was, he's like, it is an increase, right? Yeah. I agree. I mean, there's that. That's a fact. It's an yeah. increase. They're moving. They're moving. Um, and it's and it's it's um it's progress in a sense because they are moving where right. they they right, hadn't right, before. Right, right. Um, my first response to it was though, it's like it wasn't an. It, I feel like it wasn't enough to at least have the players say, let's let's stay at this table. Correct. And like, let's stay at the table and let's let's see if we can really like at least lock down this one part of it. Um, Correct. Because I think the pl- the players and a lot of I think and that's a big and part. Alike, that's a really that's big a part, huge by the way. Thing. Well, that's one of the biggest things, right? They say core economics is is the biggest thing on the table, and one of the biggest parts of the core economics is the luxury tax, the threshold, and the penalties. Now, what right. I do want to add to it, um, before like asking you what your opinion on the whole yeah. thing is, they took away the draft <clears throat> pick, losing the draft pick for exceeding the first threshold. Good, which I do really like. Good, that I really like. Good, I think me the too. players. The players should have been grateful for that. I haven't heard anybody. Sorry about that. That's my alarm. That's not, any, that I, was that was Rob Manfred saying, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> they were like, "Shut your ass up, Francis. I'm coming for you. We can't fire you like we did Rosenthal. We can do canceled. something to you. We're canceled. Yeah. That's it." But uh, yeah, so they took they took away losing losing your losing your first draft pick losing losing your draft pick for exceeding the first threshold, which I think is a good thing. Um, but I do feel like the first like. The, the threshold is still a little bit too low. What do you think? Yes, I agree. And it's like what I said to you in the chat. I said, well, you know, at the end of the day, there's a negotiation now. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody could sit there and say it's not what they want. Of, of course. I mean, yeah. 100%. I agree with that. I mean, Major League mm-hmm. Baseball could have came back and said, okay, look, guys, how about we immediately jump to 216? Then yeah. we <laughs> end at 224. Mm-hmm. How does that sound? So that's only two million more. But most people would see that yeah. and go, "That's better." But the two fourteen, yeah. two four. Oh no, it was two fourteen previously. Two fourteen, two fourteen, two sixteen, two eighteen, two twenty two. I see a lot of people come out and just go, "Why don't they just say two thirty? They're not going to." You know what I mean? They're yeah, you got to negotiate to there. Yeah, they're nego- Here's the thing, and, and this is why I said it's good. And me and I think before we went live, we said this. Maybe maybe we did in the intro. I don't know. How quickly do they come back to the table? That is the thing you got to see. Because look, 
If oh, they yeah, that said, wasn't on the air. <laughs> no, that wasn't on the air, right? Yeah, so no, we, we mentioned that. We said, you know, how quickly now will they come back? That is key to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because if now the play the base the players union says 214, they're at 214, 214. That doesn't change, but then they, they are increasing. Would you guys be comfortable if they go 214 or even 216, 216, 218, 220? Would that move the dial? See, the thing about a negotiation is you don't really know unless it's been told multiple times what that number really is. And what that number, maybe the other side will say, okay, we'll fish with that. Okay, uh, you know what? Can we go to 220? And they go, uh, two, what are we stuck between? 218 and 220? Mm-hmm. It's compromised, 219. Deal. Mm-hmm. And Major League Baseball's like, victory! Yeah, that would because be Because guys... I'm going to give you all a spoiler alert. Huge. (laughs) I'm going to give you guys a spoiler alert. Major League Baseball will win. The owners will win. Ozzy said it. He was in one already. They're going to win. Does that mean the players should crawl up in a ball and accept anything? No. 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 The players should fight tooth and nail, get as much as they can until they know, well, guys... Do we lock arms here and lose games? Do we lock arms here and say, look how serious we are and cause damage to the game? Same thing with the owners. I'm not blaming the one side. Or do they say, we really have got enough. Let's see one more time if they are willing to go any further and make an agreement. So I'm not saying that the players necessarily are an issue. I'm not taking a side. I think they... You guys know why I think they both suck. I'm sick of it all. I just wanted mm. I want baseball to be back. That's that's my Agreed. opinion of it. I just want base I'm tired of the owners, the play I don't give a poop. Just let one of these guys let something happen. So my thing is the owners are gonna the owners are gonna win. That's not that's not me saying there's a surrender sign and the players should give up. But at the end of the day, they're gonna have to make an agreement. Let's it's it's that let's, simple. In my opinion. Let's <clears throat> Uh, let's let's be honest with with one thing here, right? Um, while I will say, out of the two groups, I am more pro player, right? In the argument, I am not a hundred percent on the player's side, and I will tell you why now. I told Chris in the chat this week, I'm more of a guy who believes that the culpability should be split in about a sixty-five thirty-five percent swing. I put about 65 on the owners and I put about 35% on the players. Most of you hear that and say that is way too much blame to the players. Correct. Let me tell you why. The reason that the owners will win this negotiation has nothing to do with this negotiation. The reason that the owners will win this negotiation is because they won this negotiation with the last two negotiations. Yep. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that the, the, the chasm between these two sides is so far because of the previous two negotiations had the players nutted up years ago and not allowed for these 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 severe penalties on the luxury tax and the number to be set almost like a you know so low and things like that or whatever previously these negotiations wouldn't be taking so long today right you can't come now in 2022 and just say well now we want the reparations. We want it all back, and we want it all back right now. That is not how a negotiation works. That's right. And thus, why you will not get every single concession from the owners 
that you're asking for. And in the end, they will still come out in many ways winning That's because they won it just get your best a deal. long time ago. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean you just give up all hope or whatever? Absolutely no, not. No, not at all. Don't think that Francis is saying you just give it up because I still put 65% of this on the owners is because these guys are billionaires. A lot of them are cheap. A lot of them are tanking with their teams. A lot of them are not spending on making their teams yeah. better. A lot of them do not care about how competitive the product that they put on the field is. Do not get me started because that that's why I put most of it on them. But I will not sit here and allow people to say it's all on the owners and the these poor players, they got to deal with these guys. Like the poor players, nothing. Poor players, nothing. You put yourself in this situation over time. Yeah. Now the gap has grown so fast fucking big and you think that you're going to be able to cover that in one cba negotiation i gotta i i I, well i got a bridge to sell you if that's what you think is about to happen that shit is not happening it's not going to take one negotiation but if you are diligent in these negotiations and you are firm right and smart you got to be intelligent because i say this because it's going to take a high amount of intellect to know where to concede as a player because you will have to make concessions if a deal is going to get done. You're not going to get everything that you're asking for. And I think they know some players at least know that going in. Getting everything you're asking for was always a dream. It was always a fantasy. And it was never going to happen. But you have to be smart about where you allow your concessions to be made. Make concessions on things that you're comfortable developing a coherent plan for for the next CBA negotiation. And do yourselves a favor. Start planning as soon as this one is ratified. Start planning for the next negotiation now. There's no reason that you guys have to do all these meetings just to get on the same page before you can send a proposal to each other. That just shows that you guys, you're you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing throughout the duration of these deals. Yeah, definitely. The fact that both sides took so long to come to the table, we spoke about this off the air. Yeah. The fact that they took so long to come to the table after December 2nd, I mean, most people put that on the owners, but like I was telling you off the air, we didn't see Tony Clark coming out and saying, hey, I'm trying to call Manfred. He ain't calling me back. Fam, to this day, where's Tony Clark? I mean, I, I would imagine he's, I imagine he's been with the players in Arizona with their meetings, but we haven't but, seen him. But we're, but we haven't heard anything. Yeah, that's, that's, see, that, that's my thing right there. Look, I get the hate on Manfred. I can't stand. I think the guy's a horrible commissioner. Simple as mm-hmm. that. I think he's ruining the game. I think what he is, uh, he, you know, he just reminds me of like a really good lawyer. That mm. that that the owners have like, hey buddy, make us money, you know, figure out a way to make us yeah. money. But then it's like you're talking about oh, what changes in baseball? Like, what are you doing? Like, no, yeah. stop. But there, there's always there's always the anger and the angst towards him, and it's like target, target, target. Like he's the, like he's the he's really the one. <laughs> Tony Clark been a been a damn trash can. I'm gonna keep it real. What, what is who's what is Tony Clark? Where's Tony Clark at? People go, it's oh because well, because he wrecks like the we players. Said, exactly, but we said awful. Look. If you care about the players, care about who's representing them. Why is exactly. Max Scherzer talking more than him? Why do we see Aaron Judge come out of meeting talking? Why are we seeing Garrett Cole making statements? Where's Lindor. Tony Where, Lindor? Where's your representation at? You're the guy in charge. Step up. Step up. Say, look, we this, sent these dudes emails during the time. We didn't know it was going to go in the second week of January. We thought yeah. once January 1st that we had a meeting ready to go. We yeah, didn't expect to wait did. this long. He kept shut. So people want yeah, to go, and- oh, well, their owners didn't care. Did the players? Did, did, did they go reach? And that's what I'm saying. It's like, like, yes, it took five, six weeks to come back to the table. But can somebody show me proof that the players were trying to get back to the table earlier? Because as of right now, unless you could show me that proof, 
then the fact that they didn't talk for six weeks is on both of them. Bro, I would, been, I would have been the biggest pain in the ass in Major League Baseball side right now if I was Tony Clark. I'd have been on Fox. I'd been on CNN. I'd been on MSNBC. I'd been on Fox Business. I'd been on everything. Everything. Yeah, that, that's, honestly, coming out there. Really, My face would be known everywhere. Everywhere yeah, at this point. But that's what it, I mean, it, to an extent, to an extent, that is what it, that is what it's going to take, to an extent. Like, unfortunately, we're saying that in February. Yeah, you're not going to beat you're not going to beat these billionaires by, you know, kind of like playing right into their hands. I mean, and, and that's really how it's been up until this point. I got news for you people. Right. When when and if I would say if if and when we do, in fact, begin missing games. You are looking you are you are you are looking at a group of owners who are completely comfortable with that who are completely comfortable with that and will not lose very much sleep on that. Now, does that, is that a reason for you guys to like have more of a reason to hate them and say whatever? I don't think I'm not saying it for that. I'm saying it so that you are aware of the sense of urgency that the player side needs to have. Correct. Because the owners aren't going to have it. No, they're billionaires and they got it and they got it for a reason. They know how to negotiate. They, they're businessmen. They know what they're doing. They got they their lose shit money tight. to sell their team. It's it's, okay. it's 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 very di- the players are in a very different situation and having them come out and talk about how they're in solidarity you know whatever it's like I, and the stupid reporter is asking yeah what's the morale in the player are you guys all in unison who gives a fuck yeah, who gives a fuck like I, at this point so I don't want the, the solidarity is not I don't I don't care if they're in solidarity what I do care about is is there a sense of urgency in the room on the player side right now why isn't any of you asking that can somebody ask one of these players who are in front of the camera smiling and whatever ask them. Hey, Francisco Lindor, is there a sense of urgency in the, in the on the player's side right now? Are you guys like really pushing to get this deal done, you know, with the timeline in mind? Or are you guys okay with uh, the way things have moved right now? And I would ask, I would have the same question posed to Manfred because yeah. Manfred was asked the question and he's always asked the question. And, and I know it's, 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 it's become commonplace to kill him, but it's like, it's not fair that he's the only one being asked that question when the well, players could be asked the same thing. I said this Do you before guys have too. a sense of urgency? I said this before too, before it we went online. One of the things that I actually liked that Manfred said before was there is, you know, two phone calls that can be made here. They can call mm-hmm. too. It's not just us. He said there's two so, sides. And, he did. And yeah, he is right. not wrong about that. So this is no, why I'm not. talking about with Tony Clark and these other guys. And like you said, with the, I've seen so many players. Yeah, but if you guys were so serious, why did you wait two months? Why did you? Why did Tony Clark? <clears throat> I don't know if I did. You guys, I, you did guys Francis, could have sent did, we, did we miss something? Did we I, miss that, a that's report? What I'm saying. An if email we did, that if came we did, out that he was begging for a meeting. I didn't remember. If I don't we did, remember if that. we did, please somebody send it to me or yeah, somebody. Please, yeah, I'll be somebody, happy show, to correct it. Show next the time proof. We're on. Show the proof, and I'll walk it right back. But me what I'm too. saying is, right now we can't operate. You know, saying that it was just all them. You know, this is both sides. To move on, there wasn't much. Oh my bad. What was you? No, no, you're good. I was actually going to add something else that I just saw from Evan Evan Drellich of the. Yeah, of the athletic, he said that uh, MLB Today presented MLBPA, the Players Association, with a calendar to start the regular season on time when a deal must be done. So that, I mean, however you see that being interesting or not, we don't know what that number is yet, but I'm pretty sure that's probably going to leak or come out on the exact yeah. day. I think we kind of put two and two together on when that would be, but I think that's a that's a good play by Major League Baseball. That's a good play oh, yeah. by Major League Baseball. Well, they, they need to have plans and contingency plans at this point, like because... If you're going to start on time, then it's obviously going to be a rearranged uh, pitchers and catchers and a rearranged spring training. Um, 
as if this goes another week or two, like it drastically changes everything. Oh, big I think after after this week, after this week, you go another week without a deal. Opening day is officially off the table. Yeah, there's just, if you come, there's just no if way you to come get the, the Monday to twenty first, and there's not yeah. like a hint of like we are really close to nail. We'll nail this out by the end of the week. Then it's okay. But yeah. if Monday and even comes, still, even still, it's tough. But it's if scary. Monday comes and we're like, we note a couple yeah. of things. Yeah, come on, man. That, it's going to be it's, and, it's going to be real tough because the, the pitchers, thing for the pitchers, the pitchers need about three unless they're going to just forego it, which, again, presents a lot a myriad of different issues in terms of like injuries and readiness for the season. Yep. But the pitchers are going to need their three weeks to ramp up before you can get the first pitch thrown of spring training. Spring training, which itself is four weeks plus at this point. So if you're looking at a situation where it's like, well, we'll cut down spring training by a week. We'll do three weeks of spring training. The pitchers still need their three weeks. You yeah. can't concede time for a pitcher to get his arm ready to throw 100-mile-an-hour fastballs yep. and move and break and stuff. So that would still mean six weeks to get a season under works. And like, if, if it's not done by February 21st, your, your six weeks is not going to get you before March 31st. So... um. Again, um, another thing, one thing that I did want to mention, right, so, th- so that it comes out clear. When you, take, when you take away the loss of the draft pick from that first threshold, what that basically means for a team like the Yankees, right, because a lot of our listeners are Yankee fans, is right. that the Yankees could feel very comfortable exceeding that first threshold um, and having a payroll that floats around 230 plus million. Why? Because the next threshold, the next penalty isn't until two hundred and thirty-four million. Correct. Meaning that they could blow through that first level, not worry about losing a pick on the draft here or mm-hmm. international, mm-hmm. and just have to pay that first fine, which would be the lowest fine possible because they were under the threshold in twenty twenty one. So that would mean that even if it was ratified as it stands today, which it probably won't, by the time it does get ratified, that it'll probably be an, a, a number that's even better than this. The Yankees should be poised to spend to to raise that payroll to about two hundred and thirty plus million dollars, which means, again, do not let them off the hook when it comes to spending. That's what I wanted to say there for minimum salary. The only thing that changed there was they bumped up the final year uh, for our the final year for the our, for the what's it called straight salaries, not our, but the straight salaries from seven hundred thousand to right to seven twenty five. Yes. So they added. They added up there. They also offered a new option, which is a straight minimum of six hundred and thirty thousand in the first year of the deal, with the ability for teams to give raises as they see fit, as they haven't, as they, as they have done in the past, right? In right. years two and three, before the players hit arbitration. So this is for pre-arbitration eligible players. That also means that players can be renewed for smaller raises during those years. So they are that that is that is a concession. It's small. Yep. I get it, but, but it's it is. Something. It is it's something. It's, it's, it's something. moving down the line a little bit. So the, the MLB players this, at the end of the day, at least they know, at least it's better than it was today. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. better than it was yesterday. It's better yeah. than it was this morning. There is yeah. a little bit of movement. There is. The league also increased the pre-arbitration bonus pool. Uh, they were they were stuck on their offer at $10 million, They bumped uh, that. And they bumped that up to $15 million while offering six while offering a six-person panel three from each side yep. that will develop a mutually agreeable war statistic to allocate the funds. I, hate I that, really though. I don't like that. I really, I don't really like that. think you got to watch I really think you got to watch 
what happens with that. Yeah. I really I just, think you got to watch what happens with I that. I just hate taking the one stat. I mean, look, because if you're not a defensive player, war sucks for you. Yeah, I mean... I mean Are you going to adjust mean, war? If you're not defensive... To have a good war and not and be a bad defensively, like your offense has to be really terrific. Elite. So terrific. So. I, I just again, like I feel like this is something to really watch because well, that could maybe, maybe that come, feels like come, you know maybe they're you know we always I, I'm not gonna I'm, I almost feel like I sound hypocritical here because I always talk about being complete players and we need more complete players. If you are yep. complete, your war should be fine. So now I'm not oh, walking yeah. it back. I think maybe there's better ways to see it, but may, maybe that'll work when it comes to being a complete player. There is a. The union asks for an $100 million bonus pool, which is down from the previous offer of 105 So again, the union, who has been negotiating front for the most part, the players' union have been really the only ones kind of moving their numbers incrementally. This is the first time that the Major League Baseball owners have made some moves on their position. Right, right. Um, Service time manipulation is something that's been running rampant in the league for a while now. We know the famous uh, case is Chris Bryan with the Cubs. Yep. Um, so the league increased the incentive for teams to keep their best prospects in the majors, offering them two draft picks within the player's first three years if the player finishes top three in the Cy Young, mm. Rookie of the Year, or MVP voting. See, that I like that. Is, that is huge. I like that, that a lot. That is huge because you know what that tells you? Let me tell you, that tells you a guy like Miguel Andujar, right? who a lot of you today, like, you know, shit on, like, right, yesterday's right, right. newspaper. A guy like Miguel Andujar would have got a nice little raise after his rookie year because yep. he finished second in the rookie of the year voting that year to Shohei Hotani. Um, so <laughs> it's interesting, right? A guy like Chris Bryant, right, would have got So and I'm saying this in a sense where he would have gotten paid, but also, like, he would have paid. I meant to say he, he would have paid a dividend to the Yankees because of his first season. The Yankees would have gotten an extra draft pick. Yeah, that's right. Because of his first season that year. How he produced. Uh, a guy like Chris Bryant would have gotten the Cubs two draft picks in his first two years because he won Rookie of the Year and the MVP. Yep. So he would have gotten them a draft pick yep. in each of those years. So that's this is awesome. Really, that's a really nice See, because at, really nice at first when you were saying it, I was like, uh, I, I remember we talked about that, but like how that would work. I mm -hmm. love the idea that because what you would think is, well, maybe some teams would just call these damn guys up just for the hell of it because they're getting stuff. Exactly. But they got to actually produce. They actually got to be ready and they have to stay up the whole because it year, gives the, which is the team the incentive to say, mm -hmm. "Yeah, this guy is definitely better than what we yeah. have now. Let's get him up now and see what maybe maybe he is one of these guys that get us a draft pick. So let's try the, it. Let's go with it." The interesting thing also with that is that for you to get the draft pick, they need to stay up. Yeah, so that will stop teams from sending them back down right. to manipulate that service time. The Yankees and say like, "Yeah, like, Yankees." You know so it's like you're gonna have if you want those draft picks, Brian, you're gonna have to keep homie up. Louis, my man, my man, Luis Hill had a zero ERA, and they said, "All right." Where yeah. is he? We'll see you, fam. Vete para Quédate ahí. Pre-draft, what's it called? Um, they added a rule, which people are going to say to call it the Kumar Rocker rule, about a pre-draft physical, right? After the former uh, Mets draft pick yeah. wasn't allowed to sign with the team due to health concerns. Right. Under the league's new proposal, players can submit a pre-draft physical, and if a team selects them, it is required to pay the player at least 75% of slot value and he can't be failed by the team in a post-draft physical. Mm. Why is that huge? It's because Kumar Rocker is not the first player to have this happen. Right. And it's going to push teams and owners especially from deciding against keeping them because you're going to have to pay 75. <laughs> you're going to have to pay 75% of that money anyway. Yep. So that's a really nice rule. And I think a nice concession on the owner's side. It's small in regards to like other things, but it's something. Um, 
Draft and follow. The league is offering to reinstitute a policy that used to exist where teams draft a player who may not be ready for professional baseball, but they can send him to a junior college for one year. The player can then be signed for up to $225,000 the following year. The policy is meant to help players who display the ability but haven't had much time, uh, much playing time or aren't mature enough for professional baseball, which is good. I like that. You're getting guys, I like you're getting that. guys in the system early, but you're also giving them that time to mature and grow before you make them an actual professional. I like it can it. help you with with guys that you're drafting in some of the later rounds where it's like, ah, uh, you know, I'm in the draft. I just wanted to see where I would go, but I'm actually going to go back to school. You can maybe convince them and say, look, you, uh, we can draft you, right? We're drafting you. Maybe you don't get to go back to your school, but we're going to send you to a JUCO for one year. So you'll still be in school, right, before you're professional. And then next year, instead of going through this whole draft process again, you just sign with us for 225K. Let's do it. Yeah. I think a lot of, play, I think well, a lot of players well, too, would jump at that. How about, how about some of the guys that may be coming off an injury? Exactly. Maybe they're a senior, and yeah. you're like, well, and they need you know that what? one year exactly, and you and you and you think about it, um, and you say to yourself, well, you know, what what's my best opportunity? I think that might actually be my best opportunity to do that. I could prove yep. I'm healthy, and then I get my two hundred and whatever it is, you know. So, um, moving on uh, from that, um, man, I, it gives me a headache even hearing all this stuff anymore. I'm so tired of it. Um, <laughs> tweet of the week, Francis. The tweet of the week is you. Hey, you are the tweet of the week. There it is. <laughs> Beautiful clapping. So Francis said, at Yankees fans, which combo would you prefer? You're welcome to defend your pick in the comments. And again, it was uh, a poll. So Story and Olsen, as you see on your screen right now, uh, Correa and Rizzo and Peraza and uh, Stopgap. Uh, Story and Olsen won 44.7%. Correa and Rizzo was 354 And then Peraza and a stopgap was 199 You guys on the screen are seeing exactly who I voted for. And that was Correa and Rizzo. And I could go <laughs> ahead and defend that. But again, make sure you follow our tweet of the week. It is, of course, Francis. But at one Francis Lee. Appreciate make sure you that. guys go ahead and follow Francis. Uh, yeah. Francis, but yeah, man, um, talk a little about that poll. It's it's interesting. I, I put this out there because I wanted to see where fans heads, you know, are at. I know um I knew I was gonna get the people in the comments who were gonna, you know, say Olsen and Korea or Freeman and Korea, right? Like it has to happen kind of thing. Right. Um so I'll lead with that. Like the reason I didn't put those as options is because I don't see them as realistic. I feel like if the Yankees um not 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 the not so much Olsen and Korea, I I think that is realistic. But that's also like a really easy, like if I put Olsen Correa, like that would have won by a landslide. No doubt about it. So I was like, I want to see something different. That's why I didn't do that one. Freeman and Correa, I didn't put that because that's unrealistic. They're not going to spend the money that it takes to get Correa and then also spend the money that it takes to get Freeman. As much as we would love them to do that, as much as we know that they could do that and still be okay financially, um, they'd just be over the thresholds and have to pay taxes, which they have plenty of money to do. We know that they're not going to do that. Right. So I didn't put that as an option. Um Story and Olsen won. I think that is a very formidable duo in terms of, uh, you know, defense and what they bring to the team offensively. Yep. We know Olsen is a left-hander. We know that he would do damage in Yankee Stadium. We know that Trevor Story is a great defensive glove. He's just, he gets overlooked because of how many premium defenders there are at that position. But make no mistake about it, Trevor Story is no slouch on the defense at shortstop. And he is a very good offensive shortstop. Yep. He is coming off a bit of a down year, but... I don't think anybody's too worried about that, and he will get paid because people do still believe in him. Um, I believe Correa him, by Re- the way. Yeah, I mean, we, I think I think people should. I think people should. Like, I, I think we we've said it time and time again. If if Correa is not the guy, but Story is the guy, like 
yeah, we'll be like a little down that they could have went and got the best option available, but we're also not going to shoot ourselves in the foot because they signed Trevor Story. Right. Like Trevor Story would be a great get. Um, if they did go Peraza, right, or a different or a stopgap, it changes my it changes where I where I go with it. Like if it's Peraza, I feel I feel okay because he's one of our guys. You're giving a kid a shot. If it's a stopgap, I'm a little upset because it's like why not just give Peraza the shot? Yeah, Simmons, you're not trading him. For, you're not trading him for Olsen. Simmons or those guys make no damn sense. And 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 you you're know, bothering K- your fan base, by the way. Yeah, when you no, do that, you I, and in all honesty. You you are you are not in touch with your fan base if you do that. No, they everybody be, I mean, admits that Peraza could play up here. Everybody admits it. Everybody that's, admits that's, it. Everybody <laughs> knows. And here, hey, remember what we just talked about too? Calling those guys up, letting them stay up there. Mm-hmm. Who knows what Peraza does? If exactly. Peraza is three fourth of the player he was last year, he get he might get you something. He's, he's getting you a draft pick. Yeah, you draft check pick. it out. Um, I was I was gonna say um. I was a little disappointed with, with, with Michael K this week because he, he went on. What did Big he Head on, say? He went, he went on Talking Yanks, <laughs> and he was saying that. I, I mean, basically, the way he spoke about the possibility of the Yankees signing Simmons, like, was just. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, but Michael, like, you talk to Yankee fans all day. Like, how could you suggest that on the air? Like, it'd be something that they should be okay with a little bit. Like, there's no world where the Yankees should be okay with and Jelton Simmons as the opening day starter. Was there any pushback on him? Not enough, in my opinion. Not enough. Yeah, I, I, I don't so. know if I don't know if they hurt. I don't know if they. I don't know if they like were in a rush to get to other questions or whatever. But I felt like there should have been a little more pushback. Like, hey, come on, Michael. You know, well, you know why Yankee fans don't want Simmons. Here's you know what that. I would say to him: Why? Why Simmons? Yeah, Real, tr- in, no, reality, and then, okay. in all reality, yeah. why Simmons? Give give me yeah. give me. Oh, he's been there. What what has that done for the Yankees? Well, Mike, Michael's response was like, you know, he's a he's a very you know he's a very good uh, glove defensively and things like that. Which is, yes, I understand that's that's what people's talking points have been for uh, Simmons. But let's uh, let's dive into a little bit of those analytics numbers that you guys love so much and look at where he's been at defensively uh, the last couple of years. Uh, it, it may surprise you. I'm not going to say one thing to the to the effect of uh, to to one side or another. I'm just going to implore you guys to go look at some Francis, of those numbers. Maybe before you're better you start than, saying maybe you're that. better at this with me. What is he going to get? Six, seven year deal. Simmons. Yeah. One year, five, six, seven. Yeah. Um. I, if I'm guessing on Simmons, I would say three years with an option. How old is he? Uh, he's not that let old. Pull, you think he gets pull, three years? You don't think he gets me, a one year deal? Let me pull that up. I can see him signing a one year deal, 100. percent What, if it's what with amount the Yankees, of money would you think? If it's with the Yankees, I would say a one-year deal with an option with a with a team option for two, um, and I would say money-wise. Ah, and again, it don't got to be wrong or right. Ballpark. 12, Twelve million. Are you 12 million? Is that, are the Yankees out there fucking mind? <laughs> if they do it, I'm gonna repeat it again. And yes, you will hear me going at the Yankees immediately upon that because explain he's to me why he's thirty-two. So he's thirty-two. So I wonder about the about the one-year deal. Because he's 32, and then if he gets injured in the one year, it's going to be hell to get another contract. And then, so I feel like you know, the other name out there is a name that, more. you know, I said Jose Iglesias before him. Mm-hmm. You know, however you feel about that, I, I don't think either one of them are good. I don't want either one of them. I'm just saying, why would you not go to Oswald Peraza? He's on your 40-man roster. Well, what is the reason not to go to Peraza here when you're admitted, any, any scout you talk to, you don't got to take my word for it, go look up the scouting reports. He's a major league shortstop right now defensively. People, that was actually, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, hold on. 
That was what Brian Cashman said. Defensively. That's what Cashman said. Oh, I thought that's what you were saying. Okay. He could hit here now. He would he mm-hmm. would adjust to this league. He's not gonna hit two ten. I'm telling you right now, he's not gonna hit two hundred. This kid could hit. He could hit. He I mean, feel. look at the end. He's fast. At the end of the day, there's he's everything no way. this team needs. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not rooting for him to be the Yankee shortstop. I'm answering the poll question. Like you, you brought. We brought that up. Yep. If yeah. he, if you go stopgap, forget the stopgap and put Peraz and see what he is. He doesn't hold Volpe back. He doesn't do none of that. He's a shortstop. You want to then go out there and get somebody? Get a Jonathan VR on the bench. Yeah. Get somebody like that. That you could put a multi that it's not I gotta play shortstop. It's I could fill in there. But I could yeah. also play second, third, left field, right field. He does all that stuff. He's another perfect guy for the Yankees. Make yeah, your bench I, I, strong with the guys around him. But put him there and then get a good yeah. first baseman. Get somebody legit. If it's Rizzo, it's Rizzo. If you guys go that bad, then you then you 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 don't get none of the big guys we expect. Get Rizzo back, put Peraza as short. And maybe you sign a Suzuki. I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe you make a trade for a starting pitcher. I don't know. I don't have the answers. We don't know what it is yet. But if it's a stopgap, get rid of the word. Forget giving these other guys money, and give it to your guy that's in your in your in your organization. Yeah. Don't. I mean, that's that's where I'm at with it. I'm just gonna second that notion. I I um I don't want to see Andrew Simmons as a New York Yankee. I'm no, sorry. Man. I, I no. don't. No. Um, I, I don't. And Michael I don't K care. Know better. I Michael Cash should know better than that. I f- that's what that's what really just uh, kind of threw me You're off. You're always in the associated sense. with people on Twitter. Like, he talks to fan. He talks to fans every day. Um, he knows, you know, how badly we feel about the idea of having him be our shortstop. There's just no world where the where the Yankee fan is going to be okay with that. And and I'm one of those people who 100 percent agree. There's just no world where they should be okay with that. Not I'm sorry, all. but if you're Not somebody who's out there saying. Nah, man, we 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 got to be a little bit more grateful. I mean, Andrelton Simmons. Listen, man, go screw. We we don't got to be grateful for Andrelton Simmons. We do not have to be grateful for that. We're not going from Glaber Torres to fucking Andrelton Simmons and calling that. Well, you know, we we started the offseason by saying say this, well, we Glaber need to wasn't at least we got a shortstop. Shut up. Yeah, Shut but that, up. It, it's bullshit. They start start Shut the year up. saying you have to improve at shortstop and go into opening day with Andrelton fucking Simmons. And Give on me a top break. of that, you, Give me a break. Our GM is out there saying, well, we. It's a it's a top priority, and you. Well, that's end what, up that's, with that's where I'm getting it from. You, that's you, where I'm getting it from. <laughs> you end you up with said it came out. The words came out of Brian Cashman's mouth that shortstop would be a priority. What a priority, a priority. You can you can't say that Simmons? and have Andrelton Simmons yeah, be your opening day nah, shortstop. Nah, 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 I'm sorry, nah. you can't. And if you're Hal Steinbrenner, don't think that we forgot what you said last year during the season. You cannot come out and say. That the problem that we're having now is a player problem, Bingo. not a leadership problem, Bingo. and then proceed to put out a team next year that consists of the same players if for the most worse. part, and then Andrelton Simmons. Yeah, exactly. Give me nah, a you fucking can't do that. break. Can't do that. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, um, that's a perfect way to wrap this show up. I mean, I think that's everybody's feelings right now where we are. We're frustrated with baseball one. We're frustrated with our team because they ain't done jack shit yet. And we understand that. We know when it comes back, hopefully it's good things and it's not stuff that we got to go crazy about. But anyway, man, um, you can take it out. <laughs> you can take it out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, y'all already know. For France, for your boyfriend to see, for Pete Simonetti. Keep it locked. Stay tuned. Remember, please like, subscribe, share this yes. video. Go to Apple. Subscribe. Leave a five-star review. And Stay tuned because tell the next us how much episode, you love us. Exactly. Leave a review and stay tuned because the next episode will in fact be the best episode. And you know we will never come whack on a designated spitters track. 
Talk to you guys next time. Adios. Before it hits the front page, NY1.